Howdy. Getting ready for the episode, huh? I am. Magic mind I'm, I am. I'm taking my magic mind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had more time and um, I'm like, oh, it's over. <laughs> no, I've been doing mine too. Um, Cause you know, I mean, I just have so much going on with Zane and work and life and getting ready for our trip and Oh my gosh, Boy Scouts, this, that, the other thing. So new puppy, like uh, the whole bit. I mean, it yeah, takes it everything. takes a village. It really takes a village. Yeah, um, I get wiped out a thousand I've been percent in the afternoon. Yeah, really? How's that working for you in the afternoon? It's good because I get the up without um, something that is making like going to keep me up later or right jittery or anything so yeah the problem is if i drink a bunch of caffeine in the afternoon i can't sleep but this doesn't affect me in a bad way i'm the same way i'm like you know a cup a cup of coffee at two o'clock in the afternoon is going to be just fine and then at like 10 i'm like maybe that was a bad idea with magic mind that doesn't actually happen um it's all natural ingredients and i mean honestly it improves my day and my mornings so much. And I, I can take it with me wherever I go. I have like my little box here. This is the box that you get with your subscription. I've got like a bunch of them are gone cause I, I take them all the time. Um, but I love that you can just pop it in your purse. Um, it's super easy to take with you everywhere that you go. Um, and it, it, it's really helped me a lot in, like you said, like we have busy lives between work and the podcast and paranormal investigations, um, magic mind. We are still on it guys. We still love it. We still take it. Um, so Laura, what do you find feel like are the benefits of it? Well, kind of like what I said, it gives me a little up, you know, mm-hmm. um, when, yeah. when it, you know, helps just stay focused and then, but I'm not up all night, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely allows me to sleep better, better as well. Cause I don't have like, it's not heavy on caffeine, so I don't have those mm-hmm. jitters. Um, right. I do have to say that um, the ingredients that are in Magic Mind, you know, like I never heard, I haven't heard of a lot of these, right? But the the lion's mane, um, it boosts clarity and focus. And I have actually noticed that throughout my day when I'm taking it, it definitely helps. You can finish your to-do list and get everything done. And, you know, if you take it in the morning, you can finish your to-do list by noon, have the rest of the day off. I have been spending the last three days cleaning when I get off of work. And so I take it in the afternoon, I clean, and then I just kind of go to bed, like really satisfied and also, um, really refreshed and just kind of like, like we said, no jitters, none of that. Um, so I definitely would recommend it for all of those reasons. Laura, about, what about you? Why do you recommend it? Um, same thing. You know, it's really helpful. Um, and I have found that the more regular I take it, the like kind of better it, it works. So, um, yes. Yeah, I for would, sure. Yeah. I would totally recommend if you do try it. I mean, you know, try however many you want, but um, the subscription is really cool. And, um, right. So helpful. it comes through to your house, you don't like have to do anything, which is just great. Um, yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. This is actually a really, it's a total game changer, you guys. And 
we want to encourage all of you to try it out. So we want you to go to the Magic Mind website. And because you heard about it on History of a Haunting, you guys get a discount. Honestly, for the price point that they're offering, it's so much more affordable than whatever you might be grabbing at the convenience store on your way to work. And a subscription actually makes that even better. So... For the next 10 days, um, you guys can get 40% off your first subscription of Magic Mind. Um, All you have to do is go to www.magicmind.co slash H-O-A-H and um, to get 40% off of your next subscription for the next 10 days, the code is H-O-A-H. The other really cool thing about the subscription part of it is that they're already giving a 5% subscription on top of the subscription code that we're offering you. So for a total of 45% off your first subscription. You want to try it one time? That's totally fine. We absolutely get it. You get 20% off using code H-O-A-H. You got to go to the website magicmind.co slash H-O-A-H. And um, to that end, I'm just about done with my drink. So guys, let's go ahead and uh, let's talk about some ghosts. All right, guys, this week we are taking you to the Farmsworth house in Gettysburg. And the reason we're doing that is because, well, we were just at Gettysburg and we had dinner at, at the, was it Sweeney Tavern? Is that where we had dinner? Sweeney Tavern? Well, it was the, at the Farmsworth Inn, but it was, it, it's like branched off into the buildings next door and stuff now. Yes. So there was like a little restaurant, like it's still part of it, but, and like there were guest rooms around, but anyway, long story short, we loved it. We thought it was really cool and we're doing an episode on it. So, um, Laura, why don't you go ahead and tell us your sources? I did not, um, have time to get that overlay together. So just say them. <laughs> All right. So we got hauntedhouses.com, history.com, usghostadventures.com, hauntedrooms.com, civilwarghost.com, farnsworthhousein.com, and baltimoresun.com. All the dot coms. Um, all of them. That's literally, I them. think, all of them. <laughs> the whole internet contributed right. to this episode. <laughs> 100%. So uh, the Farnsworth House Inn uh, can be found on, found on Baltimore Street uh, between Lincoln Lane and Wainwright Avenue. Um, Baltimore Street is also known as Highway 15, and that runs north and south through the central part of um, historic Gettysburg. So it's like right on the main drag. Yeah, um, it is. Like everything everything is on Baltimore Street, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, and just in case you forgot, uh, the Battle of Gettysburg was fought from July 1st to July 3rd, 1863. And there was a battle? I had no idea. There was. Just a wee one. Um, <laughs> and it is considered the most important engagement of the American Civil War. After a great victory over Union forces at Chancellorsville, General Robert E. Lee marched his army of Northern Virginia into Pennsylvania in Rude. late June yeah, 1863. And on July 1st, the advancing Confederates clashed with the Union's Army of the Potomac, commanded by General George G. Meade at the crossroads town of Gettysburg. Uh, the next day saw even heavier fighting as the Confederates attacked the Federals on both left and right. 
On July 3rd, Lee ordered an attack by fewer than 15,000 troops on the enemy's center at Cemetery Ridge. The assault, known as Pickett's Charge, Uh, managed to pierce the Union lines, but eventually failed at the cost of thousands of rebel casualties. Lee was eventually forced to uh, withdraw his battered army toward Virginia on July 4th. Uh, The Union had won in a major turning point of the war um, and stopped General Lee's invasion of the North. It inspired Lincoln's Gettysburg Address, which became one of the most famous speeches of all time. And was Um, finalized at the David Wills House, which we went to. It was. Uh, The Union casualties in the battle numbered 23,000, while the the Confederates had lost some 28,000 men, more than a third of Lee's army. Uh, The North rejoiced while the South mourned. Its hopes for foreign recognition of the Confederacy were erased. so built somewhere around 1810, the Farnsworth House Inn is today a local tourist attraction that operates as both an inn and a tourist shop and a restaurant. So um, the land on which the Farnsworth House Inn was built was initially owned by Reverend Alexander Dobbins, who later sold it to a John McFarland. Um, so it was originally um, a, just a family home that was predominantly made um, from wood. However, in the 1830s, uh, Mr. McFarland added a three and a half story brick extension to the property. Ah, um, today, yeah. both of the buildings still have their original walls, flooring, and rafters. They do. That's kind of crazy. It um, is. And they still have the original, like the windows, too, because, like, it's right there on the corner. So we walked by it when we mm-hmm. went to dinner. And, like, right. those old lead windows you could see are kind of warped and kind of wavy. And um, it's pretty remarkable it's just another one of those amazing things in gettysburg that they are preserved and have never changed since the war yeah Yeah. that's awesome yeah so um the home's first resident was mcfarland obviously and he owned the land until his death in 1851 um the property was acquired after that by the sweeney family who lived there before during and after the civil war Mm. Uh, during the battle, sharpshooters from the Confederacy overtook the house and used it as their sniping station. Uh, they especially uh. liked the garret window in the attic, which was a perfect place for snipers to pick off Union soldiers on Cemetery Hill, which is just 100 yards away. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the family fled to safety, um, and especially when the group of Confederate soldiers took the positions within the home, especially, again, in the attic. Um, Some historians and other people believe that Jenny Wade was shot by a sharpshooter that was posted in this house in the garret. Um, Um, I mean, her house is where she was shot is not that far from this location. No, and it's not a stretch. So the Farnsworth house and the home Jenny Wade house, um, they were both at that time on the outskirts of town. Okay. And there were like no modern buildings and telephone poles and the stuff that you see Nothing else around. Yeah. Like a straight shot. Yeah. So one of the sharpshooters, you know, could have missed his target and the bullet pierced the wall of innocent Jenny Wade's house and it struck her dead um, while she baked bread for the soldiers. That could, that could be. And we covered Jenny Wade house in our earlier episode on Gettysburg. So if you want information about that, go ahead and check that episode out. Yeah. But from the upper level of the Farnsworth house, um, you can actually see the bullet hole that entered Jenny Wade's house. 
So um, the Farnsworth house used to have um, a room named as a Jenny Wade room, but um, as far as I could tell, I don't think they still do, which is just kind of cool. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So the Farnsworth House Inn was also utilized by the Confederates as a makeshift hospital and headquarters, um, a practice that was common during the war. I was um, just going to say, weren't they all? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of wounded and dead. <laughs> yeah. So many of the surrounding homes and buildings would often become centers for planning attacks and treating the wounded. Okay. Uh, during the third day of the Battle of Gettysburg, Union soldiers stormed the Farnsworth Inn, killing many Confederate snipers who were posted within. Damn. During the battle, the house was in the crossfire of bullets, and there are known to be 135 bullet holes riddled in one of the sides, and many remain visible to this day. Yes, so, absolutely. I'm actually going to show that right now. Hang on one okay. second. And okay. You, are, yeah. are you ready? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, like, you can look at it right now. It's ridiculous. Like, look at all those bullet holes. So, along the whole side, they haven't like filled very many of them and you can just see like divots uh-huh. into the red brick um which in and it's itself is kind of crazy um i think so like yeah that's a lot uh, like just in this one section of picture mm-hmm. look at all those it's ridiculous it's it's nuts but i also have to applaud like they're like we're just gonna leave this as is for a hundred and some odd years. Yeah, you got to think in the beginning it wasn't, that wasn't the plan, but then it probably just kind of became like a cool thing. Um, Yeah, for sure. After the Battle of Gettysburg, Union forces also were attracted to the home and set up headquarters there. Um, Sooner or later, the Sweeney's were able to move back into the home. And around the turn of the century, both structures became a bed and breakfast. and there were like people they were taking advantage basically of the people that were traveling to visit gettysburg at that time even still people were coming because they wanted to visit the cemetery and at that time they probably still like had friends and loved ones that were buried there Mm -hmm. um the black family ran the original inn and it was known as the sleepy hollow inn i just thought that was good i kind of do like that yeah (laughs) Yeah, the name was changed to honor a Union officer, General John Farnsworth. Um, so after the collapse of that Pickett's charge that we ta- I talked about earlier, um, yeah. the Confederate cavalry on July 3rd, the third day of the Battle of Gettysburg, um, Brigadier General Kirkpatrick, uh, he commanded the 3rd Division, and he ordered Farnsworth... Um, to make a charge with his brigade against Confederate positions south of the Devil's Den area of the battlefield, which we also cover in another episode, um, below Little Round Top. Okay. So Farnsworth was like, he didn't want to do it because he was like, no, it's not going to work. It's suicide no mission. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and he only agreed to it when Kirkpatrick allegedly accused him of cowardice. Like, fuck, fuck, chicken. Right, he uh, dared basically dared him. Yeah, wow, basically was like what you know. Listen, I double dog dare you. <laughs> I know. Okay. So Farnsworth did make the charge, and he rode with the second battalion of the first Vermont Cavalry, um, alongside Major William Wells. Um, and of course, the charge was repulsed with heavy losses, and Farnsworth himself was shot five times in the chest. Um, an account by. Confederate Colonel William C. Oates claimed that Farnsworth was surrounded by Confederate soldiers and committed suicide to avoid capture. 
but it, that's d- disputed. So, um, wow. All right. I don't know for sure, but that Kilpatrick guy, his, his commanding officer, um, did get a bunch of criticism, criticism for ordering the charge, but there, they didn't take action against him. Um, and Farnsworth is buried in actual Rockton, Illinois. So, oh, is he really? Okay. I was wondering if he yeah, was he's in not that even, cemetery. Yeah, he's no. not actually buried there, but no, okay. they didn't name it after him. Um, the Schultz family acquired the property in 1972, and they remain the owners today. Cool. Yeah. So those are the people that are serving everything up now. So in recent years, a newer group of five rooms were built around and by the courtyard and garden, um, expanding opportunities for guests. Other yeah. buildings on the property became the restaurant and tavern. Again, we were talking about the tavern earlier. We, we were there. Yeah, and there's mementos of the battle, um, besides the bullet holes, that you can find there. Um, some of the bullets that were dug out of the house are on display inside. Um, the inn is filled with all kinds of artifacts, many dug up oh, from man. the battlefield. Um, the stone cellar contains display cases of Civil War hand grenades, artillery shells, bullets, and belt buckles bought from local collectors. Oh, my God, um, I have some of those right there. Yeah, and they love to show people their collection. So good, they should. Like, yeah, I can see it. It's such so an it, amazing place. Every yeah, single really place cool. was. Yeah, it's really cool. And the restaurant, um, as we we ate there, mm-hmm. um, good food was like super busy. Um, but yeah. they do serve up some stuff that I didn't. I had never heard of it, like <laughs> peanut soup. Peanut soup. We were all at our table. We were like, "What the fuck is this? I don't even know." <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, don't know so if anybody got it. Guy. So, yeah, mm-hmm. historic fair, which is kind of cool. They also have modern stuff, but um, I did. I do want to go back and try the peanut soup. I'm very curious. I think um, Joe tried it, Giuseppe. I think he? he. I oh. think. I think he did. It was oh, either him or Dave. I'm not sure, but right. one of them did try it, um, which I wanted to ask. It was such a busy night, like, yeah. and there were so many of us. But, um, yeah, peanut soup. I was like, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. what's happened with that? Um, yeah, and you can currently, obviously, stay there. Um, they have, you can stay in one of the newer rooms that are not that are not in the original yeah. house. Um, or they have six historic rooms that are still in the original house. Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty cool. And you can always just go eat there, too. Which is fun. And the ambiance there is so great. Like it's outside, it's right on Baltimore, and they have folks there that are dressed in period clothes. So mm-hmm. when we were there, they were like, a, there was a Union soldier and a Confederate soldier and a couple of women in their Southern Belle dresses sitting outside. Right. Eating, I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> the ambiance is just, they've got that like string lighting. And I mean, even if you don't stay there, definitely go and have a drink and, you know, a meal. The The courtyard is, I am such a sucker for ambiance. <laughs> and my God, the tavern. Just let and me drink on patios. I mean, <laughs> I may never leave Paris. I'm going to be like, you guys go on. I'm just going to sip my wine, which right. won't be in a stemless glass <laughs> and won't be from a box. There you go. I'm going to live my Man, best life. Times lie ahead. So that's my history on the Farnsworth house. Great job. Great job. Thanks. Yeah, really great job. Um, I didn't realize that he didn't own the house, Farnsworth. 
Am no, I re- am I understanding that correctly? He no, never... that's correct. He, okay. he, didn't, he never owned the house. Um, I don't even believe that there's any record that he actually went to the house. Um, but because of his bravery, um, yeah, he decided to name it after him, which is pretty cool. That is really cool. I really like that. I remember mm-hmm. um, when we were so you drove that night when we went to dinner there and you had gone to get the car and we were standing mm-hmm. at the corner and they were like leading tour groups in for a ghost tour down in the basement. I mean, it's a small place. Like everything there is really tiny. The Jenny Wade house, right. really tiny. And so we were like standing there and we were like looking and we were looking at the bullet holes and we were looking at the lead glass windows that are still there that just kind of like are oddly distorted, which is a lot of buildings back here on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And we were watching a guy lead a tour group into the Farnsworth house. And um, he was like, now down here, I will tell you all about the different paranormal happenings. And I was like, I want to go. Can I sneak in? How does (laughs) like mom tell Laura to come back for me? Kind of a thing. Um, And she was like, absolutely not, Carrie Ellen. You stay right where you're at. Like, I literally was going to be like, I'm just part of the group. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but it is a it's it's a really cool place. And I just think, um, like I said, the ambiance of that. Um, I we we didn't go into the fine dining area because they do have a fine dining area. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, there was a just a oh, group of us. We were just taverning it at the very last minute too. like we gave them no notice. We were like, hey, we got 13 people. We're coming right now. OK, thanks. Bye. Um. Yeah, and they were great. Totally accommodated us. Um, but you can walk into um, the inn as well. And it, once you go in, I mean, it's, yeah, stepping back in time. I bet. Very cool. Very I bet. Cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, great I job. Ghosties. I love it. I've got some ghosties to tell everybody about. We're going to get to that here in just a second. For us, it's going to be about four hours. For you, just a blip of time. We will be right back. <laughs> Okay, guys, see, that didn't take too long at all. Two things. I had to show this. Because this, can you see it? I can, yeah. It's the, it's like a shadow box full of little um, metal pieces and a bullet and a little piece of, like, plate uh, that we got at a... It, what would you call that? Like an antique kind of shop? Um, um like a very, kind of, yeah. Like um, you know. it's all like stuff that was excavated from battlefields. Uh, so there's like a little tiny, um, the bullet, and then like this was from like the uniform. Mm-hmm. This middle piece here, he said, what was that? Like the suspenders hung on that. They're suspenders, yeah. So they're metal yeah. pieces from the uniform, like. Um, or from the bags that they would carry. Yeah. Little buckles and stuff like that. So that were dug up cool. from yeah. Yeah, the battlefield. And, and when I asked him, I said, are you guys still finding stuff? He was like, uh, federal law doesn't allow us to dig up anything on the battlefields, any battlefields. Oh, really? I thought it was, um, just Gettysburg. <laughs> no, any battlefields. Oh, wow. You can't okay. because... There's battlefields in, like, Virginia, obviously, everywhere back here, essentially. Um, and, yeah, none of them. You can you can dig up. You can do any of that stuff. 
anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah. I wanted to show everybody that Laura got uh, me one and she got Zane one. She got her kids some fun stuff Yeah. <laughs> um, when we were there. So I wanted to show everybody because you were talking about it. And um, so I want to show everybody that uh, I swear I'm getting to the ghost here in a second. But I do have a wonderful announcement. And that is the live studio audience is going to be back for next weekend's episode uh, because we are going to be covering the Dakota in New York City, where, as most all of us know, and if you don't know, John Lennon was murdered. He was living in the Dakota and John Lennon was murdered just outside. So the live studio audience, being a massive Beatles fan, is... Um, has committed to um, coming back for that episode because, Laura, I know that you have been already researching it and I was telling her that you were super excited about the history you found. Um, she has actually has not been back uh, in quite some time, a little over a year. So my mother, Nancy Hopper, the live studio audience who's been with us since day one, is going to come back and join us for next week's episode, largely for Laura's portion, because right, she watched... I was going to say, yeah, for the John London portion. But there are... Uh, Maybe. has a fascinating history with not just, of course, John Lennon, but so, like, celebrities you have... Um, um, it's an industry. Nice, it's it, it, it's iconic, iconic yeah. 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 There's <laughs> so much that... Um, that building has to offer as far yeah. as history. Look at her smile, everybody. She's like, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I love it when it's, um, when you really get to, um, when there's just so much stuff that, you know, has yeah. gone on. So you have like, not just the history, but also kind of like, um, you know, pop culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everything. So like that, that building, it really does have everything. So, and great architecture. So, um, yeah. like yeah. you, it, it's it's firing on all cylinders so yeah i'm i'm really geeked out and like she said i've already been re- doing some research so yeah pretty yeah. excited yeah so i was telling my mom about it when we took a little tiny break and she was like oh my god i want to be a part of it and my mom says that often with episodes that we do like oh i want to hear that and then like i'm like okay but then you have to say for my part because that's rude if you just get up and leave for the ghost like you're like i'm just here for the history um and so she was like no i'll stay for the ghost and i'm like okay because what if it's super scary she's like is it i'm like i don't know i haven't started my my research yet (laughs) um but laura's gonna get you mom she's got you covered so those are my two little things i wanted to say before we get to the ghost of our current episode guys the Farnsworth House in Gettysburg. And for my sources this week is CivilWarGhost.com, all.com, guys, just so you know. Civil War Ghosts, Baltimore Sun, and we actually know this wonderful woman, MidAtlanticDayTrips.com. Uh, yes, everybody, our friend Jody, she actually was with us in Gettysburg when we had dinner at the Sweeney Tavern. This last time at the Gettysburg Battlefield Bash, um, just what, a month and a half ago? Uh, So this is her blog. Check it out. She goes all over the East Coast, checking out the most amazing things. She does paranormal investigations while she's at it. So she and her amazing blog are one of our sources for this week. So now 
Like you said, Laura, the Schultz family currently owns the Farnsworth house, um, and they claim that there are a whopping 16 spirits that occupy the residence, each one having its own name and personality. Uh, the spirits include an eight-year-old boy, several soldiers, and a former midwife. Hmm. Who's a tiny bit terrifying. I'm just going to... Okay. Foreshadowing. Um... <laughs> quite the storyteller aren't i yeah, um really are. really Rack off work. i mean seeing as how the residence was indeed used as a hospital during the battle of gettysburg mm. the sightings of a midwife and soldiers seem to kind of validate the claims of this family right so with many members of the confederate army who died in the home it leaves little doubt as to why so many apparitions of soldiers are claimed to have been seen they say these soldiers continue to patrol the house as it as if stuck in a continual loop forever fulfilling their military duties. Now, class, what kind of haunting is that? Residual. There you go. Um, we talk about it all the time. It's a residual haunting. Yes. So there have been numerous reports over the years of guests hearing the sound of heavy breathing along with a strong scent of cigars. Perhaps one smoked by a commanding officer that maybe used the home as a temporary headquarters. Um, or maybe it's just a guest who likes cigars. Uh, <laughs> a very eerie account, to say the least. And what is most certainly attributed to the ghostly midwife. Guests who stay at the inn have experienced the sensation of, I'm sorry, what happened to Laura? Sorry, my computer just said, I'm going to go to sleep soon. And then she plugged me in. I'm like, you are plugged in. Uh oh. Hold on, guys. We've got tech issues. We will be right back. <laughs> okay, so this is what happens when you're a podcaster and you have children and pets. Um, Laura's back online. We're good to go. Um, so, <laughs> a very eerie account. I'm just going to back up this paragraph. A very eerie account, to say the least. What is most certainly attributed to the midwife. Guests who stay at the inn have experienced the sensation of being tucked into bed under the covers. Oh, I that's mean, that, creepy. It is creepy. It also does kind of remind me of um, the housekeeper Elizabeth at the Stanley Hotel. Like, mm -hmm. she's kind of known to be like, good night. So, I don't... I don't know. There are several photographs um, of an entity in a window that people have captured from the street below. Ironically, I could not find any of them. Um, Weird. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but that's one of the claims. Those most commonly come from a particular room referred to as the Sarah Black Room. Now, this room is named after one of the family members who previously owned the residence. This room is... Um, by and large considered one of the most haunted in any of the house. So I looked because we're going to be at the Gettysburg bash. We're going to, um, we're going to apply to be vendors at the Gettysburg bash next year. And I was like, Hey, what did we say at the Farnsworth house? This room starts at like $179 a night. So I was like, well, maybe we'll look at something else. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, money's a thing. Um, so one of the more common encounters within the Farnsworth House Inn seems to occur only in the dead of night when all is quiet and calm. In the empty attic, the sound of a Jew's harp can be heard playing tunes throughout the night. 
believed to have been played by a young soldier while at his post. This creepy event is sure to scare the socks off of anyone who might be staying there that night. Do you know what a Jew's harp is? I don't know what a Jew's harp is. I don't either. But, but every any kind of heart would be <laughs> terrifying. Creepy as shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, could you pick a more. Literally I don't. don't yeah. yeah. Like, it doesn't even matter, like, whose harp it is. I don't like harps at all. Yeah. Um, disembodied footsteps are also a common occurrence, as if they're pacing in your room. No. Oh, yeah. No. Stop that immediately. <laughs> um,. Or it makes people nervous when they're alive and you can see them doing it, let alone like you're trying to sleep. <laughs> right. Um, or as if they're patrolling up and down the halls of the of the inn. Hmm. So, well, I mean, it kind of does because, you know, it was a, a, not an outpost. What would you call it? I can't remember. Like a headquarters. Um, yeah. Like a, like a headquarters there. Yeah. Okay. And they had snipers and all that. So while fulfilling their daily tasks, employees have attested to the feeling um, of being followed around while working. Of course, when they turn around, nobody is there. Uh, These footsteps are said to be quite loud and obvious. So that would be a little bit scary. It's always housekeeping, right? Housekeeping is always up on the floors. (laughs) Poor housekeeping. Um, ghastly silhouettes have been seen by many patrons of the inn, including its employees. They say these apparitions are visible in several rooms, quickly vanishing after they after making themselves known. Almost like, oh shit, they saw me. Goodbye. Like that happens a lot, right? Like you hear a story right of they were like, I saw him, and then I blinked, and he was gone, kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. One such figure that is predominantly seen in the dining room. Um, again, not the dining room we were in, but in the fine dining dining room. Mm-hmm. While others have been witnessed sitting on the edge of guests' beds. No. Yeah. I always hate that. Any kind of like, don't fuck with my bed. <laughs> don't sit there and watch me sleep. That's uh-huh. creepy. Stop it. Um, it's even been said that the mattresses will invert where the ghost is sitting as if weight is being applied. No. Mm-mm. No. Don't tuck me in. Don't sit on the bed. Nope. Right. I'm a big. I don't want fucking any of that shit. I'm a big girl. I can do all this by myself. Um, while male apparitions are mostly seen at the Farnsworth House Inn, there are many accounts of a female spirit thought to have lived within the residence a long time ago. Said to be extremely lifelike, patrons have actually mistaken her as a member of the current staff. So she's very corporeal, which is it's very confusing because some of the staff actually do. And some of the patrons actually do dress in period clothing. So you it's not uncommon for you to like walk into the the, you know, the courtyard bar patio area and see a union soldier having a drink with a woman dressed in antebellum dress so now i'm like fuck were those people real or were they like what is happening here you're going up pension people like Uh, right right poke 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 (laughs) um jab 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 yeah you're solid right um but people have mistaken them uh, this woman is a staff member because she looks like 
these people. Uh, this right. woman is described as being an older gal. I love the way the article wrote that. <laughs> okay, nice. Uh, who is dressed in 19th century clothing and is most often seen roaming between the hallways, tavern, and kitchen. Here she has been spotted looking over products on the shelves as if she's deciding what she's going to fix for dinner. Hmm. I kind of wonder if we saw a fucking ghost and just thought it was like somebody dressed up <laughs> to like, you know. Right? That's the best way. That's perfect. She's I, she can I do whatever the fuck she wants. Everybody's gonna, Nobody's going to think anything of it because there are so many right? of them in Gettysburg that are like literally dressed mm-hmm. in period costumes. So in what appears yeah, to be... In, I mean, everywhere. 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 Um, in what appears to be an effort to make her presence known, she will sometimes frequent the restaurant area, particularly the tavern, which is where we ate, where she actually behaves rather rudely to the eatery's staff. She has even been physical with them, as one waitress claims to have been pulled from behind by her apron strings, nearly causing her to fall backward. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, yeah, super rude. Um... So it sounds like this particular entity doesn't take too kindly to cooking that isn't hers. So far, she appears to be the only otherworldly force at the Farnsworth House Inn that is of a malevolent nature. Right. I mean, which is not bad. I mean, if she's just going to pull you by your apron, that's kind of okay. Um, (laughs) There is, however, a more lighthearted tale to be told of all the hauntings that happen um, and are known to occur within the Farnsworth. A few years back, during Halloween, a local radio station was doing a special broadcast from the inn that involved the crew dressing up in blue Union soldier costumes. In an interesting twist, they kept referring to the radio host as Captain not interesting so far, I know. You're like, go on. Um, Tell me. Their blue clothing and repeated use of the word captain seemed to stir up the ghosts of the soldiers who were seen on that particular evening, even more so than any other time. Oh, wow. They were witnessed running all over the inn as if fighting the Battle of Gettysburg all over again. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Right? That's cool. Mm-hmm. You I'm know, I kind of wondered if, like, going to Gettysburg on the day where the days were actually had, like, had occurred, like an anniversary. Um, I wonder if it's more active at that time. Or... I'm wondering too. I'm wondering too. And yeah. next year, the bash yeah. is ten days after the actual battle, mm-hmm. the anniversary of the battle. So, um, yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good question. We should probably. Let's be a little more nosy next year. Let's ask people, what's it like here during the like the anniversary of the battle? Um, because Gettysburg does it. Like they, they, um, they really uh, celebrate it. Like they really acknowledge like that whole weekend, especially because it's also the Fourth of July, right? So right. it's a fucking major rager in Gettysburg um, right. every July. So. I don't know. We should probably check it out. We should let's ask more questions. We're nosy. Let's just fucking do it. Um, for sure. For sure. So, a number of guests have come down to the dining room for breakfast, complaining of unusual noises, pacing in the hallways upstairs, like I just mentioned. 
doors slamming throughout the night that I would would annoy the fuck out of me. Um, Mm -hmm. Some guests have even felt someone sitting at the foot of their beds. Also, like I mentioned, um, Mr. Schultz's daughter, who helps run the place and captivates audience with ghost stories in the summer and fall, often just talks about complaints that the hotel gets because of like paranormal activity that they're experiencing that the hotel can do nothing about. Oh, that's funny. Right? So it's so noisy here and right, it's just ghosts. <laughs> it's just ghosts, right? Um, not all the reported ghosts at the Farnsworth house were around during the Civil War. Two women guests um reported being awakened in the night by a civilian man dressed in dark clothing. He had stood over them, holding their arms up to inspect their jewelry. No. That's fucking creepy. Stop that. Are you trying to steal from me? Also, who goes to bed with her jewelry on? Like, I don't. I take it all off. Right. That is a little weird. A little weird. But if you were to wake up and, like, have your fucking arm up and then, like, somebody's, like, looking at it and checking it out, like, terrifying. That's a very... ready to, like, fight for your life. Right. You know? That's a very unique paranormal experience. Yeah, that's uh, serial killer shit right there. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's what that is. That's not even ghost shit. It's serial killer shit. No, 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 no. I can't even deal. Um, most of the action seems to occur in the inn's two front rooms, the Sweeney and the Black Rooms, named after previous owners of the house. One of the most curious events, though, um, occurred in the rear room known as the Jenny Wade Room, named after the only civilian killed during the battle. Um, Now, as Laura mentioned, as we've covered, as everybody knows, Jenny Wade was killed in a nearby home. She is the only civilian that was killed during the Civil War as she was baking bread for Union soldiers. A bullet struck through not one, but two doors, hitting her in the chest. Um, if you go to the Jenny Wade house, you can see these doors and the bullet holes. Pretty. It's pretty creepy. Yeah. It and, is. And, you know, it's so surprising that there was only one civilian killed during all this battle of Gettysburg with all this stuff flying around. With but... people still living in these homes, it was like, really? How is there just the one civilian? I mean, great. That's great. But still. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so Mr. Schultz says, quote, the most disturbing I ever heard was from two people who stayed in the Jenny Wade room. He continues, the gentleman was in the bath and his wife left the baby on the bed and went down to say something to him. When she came back, the baby was on the floor. Well, babies roll. I mean, I mean, I feel like if a baby but... rolled, you would hear the thud and then the baby would likely have cried. I mean, maybe. Maybe it's a super baby and you don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But babies do roll and they are soft and squishy, so you never know. I mean, maybe they like rolled with their blanket and it like cushioned the fall. I don't actually know, but it sounds sus, as Zane likes to say. 
to me. <laughs> it is a little sus. All of that, the caretaking is a little sus. The <laughs> decision-making, that's a little... A thousand percent. Like, why Why was the baby on the edge of the bed, which I'm assuming it right. was? Why didn't you put the baby in the middle of the bed? Why didn't you take the baby with you? Why didn't you... Like, right. I have a lot of... take the baby with you? Yeah. I have a lot of... wrong with this story. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. <laughs> also, why was he in the bath, and how long was he in the bath? Right? Like, I have a lot of questions. Um, the did only strange... All right, go on. <laughs> Where did he get the bath bomb? Was it from Lush? Because, really. Um, <laughs> the only strange incident during their stay, or uh, this other stay, was reported by two families using th- the other three rooms. So it was like a group of people, and they okay. were kind of like all over. During breakfast... When all of them recounted a sleepless night, so, like, the whole group was like, we can't fucking sleep, but there's a bunch of shit happening. The women reported hearing two men arguing outside their rooms just before midnight, long after the dining room, bar, and kitchen had closed. We were surprised to see you and your wife, one of the women said. We really expected to see two men come downstairs. But apparently it was just this man and his wife and they were asleep on this so one floor where there's just the two rooms. Yeah. So they didn't hear it. Any other people was keeping mm-hmm. them up. Yeah. That's cool. Right. That's good mm-hmm. So the Sweeney Home and Tavern is the most investigated building in town. Uh, rebel sharpshooters fired from the attic window for three days and their bloodstains remain. Ew, I got to see it. We've got to go back. I want to go. I want to go. A thousand percent. So macabre. Maybe we should get rooms there for the Gettysburg Bash next year. If we can. I mean. Or maybe just for a night even. It would be kind of fun. That would be kind of fun. Um, The most popular suite in the inn is named after a six-year-old boy who was carried there in 1851. Um, So... The basement. I mean, nothing good happens in a basement. Nothing good happens in a basement. Um, they have motion detectors down in the basement. And this one group went down there and part of the tour. Like I said, when we were waiting for you to bring the car around, there was a guy who was leading the group down into the basement. They have motion detectors down there. And um, the detector went off for no apparent reason. Don't love that. Uh, minutes earlier, the outside basement door had kind of moved um, in a very ominous sort of way. Um, it really scared the group. It was really frightening. And, um, a lot of them were kind of relieved when they climbed up the stairs to the main floor. Um, but they kept going up the stairs through the house to the second floor. And then they ended up in the attic where Confederate sharpshooters aim their guns at union soldiers. Some died on site right there in the attic. Um, this particular group used dowsing rods. Are you familiar with, with what those are? I am. They're the metal rods that like move in an X or a part. And it's like supposed to be answers to questions, right? Right. Exactly. Um, a lot of them are made of copper. Um, they were initially used, I believe to detect where water was in the earth. Um, so they were using the dowsing rods. They made contact with a little boy named Jeremy and another unknown presence. Um, the group sat in the dark and the attic door slammed open. Um, open. Wow. mm -hmm, Open. Scraping across the uneven floor. Mm-hmm. Ugh. 
creepy. Um, So they closed it. And again, you guys, this comes from midatlanticdaytrips.com. This is our friend Jody, And this is the experience that she had had with the tour group she was on. Um, So they closed the door. A few minutes later, it opened again. Oh, wow. And you know what? It's not easy to open that. No, especially like because they're generally really heavy, um, really awkward. They don't like swing on a nice smooth hinge that's loaded with WD-40. And then like the floor is uneven. So they like it slammed all the way open. And like she said, like it crossed the uneven floor. Yeah. And I don't see a change in air pressure or ventilation. No. Being able to push that hard. That seems so she went on to say it like she was really freaking scared. Oh yeah, that sounds freaking a thousand percent. Um throughout her tour she says that they encountered moving cold spots, which is key. That word moving is very, very key. Um and hearing a couple of knocks and thuds. All right, it's an old house. Like, those can kind of be written off depending yeah. on the situation. That's really all she said about those noises. Um, a number of other guests had heard phantom footsteps on the stairs or above them in the attic when they knew nobody was up there because they just right. left. Um Lots of other unexplained noises. People felt their shoulder being tapped by unseen hands or awakened to see the ghost of the midwife sitting on their bed. Yeah, that's not cool. Don't do that. I'm sorry. (laughs) Again, like I said, I'm here for you. You just show yourself to me. Make a noise. Do whatever. I'm don't mm -mm. when I'm sleeping. Paranormal investigator hat comes off and I will unfortunately Try to punch you, even though you're a ghost. <laughs> even though you're a ghost. So, um, Jody included on her blog um, snapshots of entries. They have a guest book there at the Farsworth House where people can write about their paranormal experiences. Um, I believe Stanley Hotel has a similar one, and so does the Jerome Grant Hotel have a similar guest book where right, you can yeah. talk about your ghostly experiences. Um, so, here are some of them. One said, had clawing at the door starting at 11.30 p.m. until 5.50 a.m. Fuck you, ghost. (laughs) That's all night. (laughs) Fuck you. Um, Was up all night thinking it was the midwife walking around checking on the guests. Found out at breakfast it was apparently the ghostly cat. Oh, how funny. Uh, Right? Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. No, that's not funny at all. What are you talking about? (laughs) Nothing funny about that. (laughs) I mean, annoying, but... Right, but you live with that already, so it's. I'm yeah, sure I'm you'd like, be like, fine. I would have slept right through that shit. Right, I'm <laughs> amused. Um, another person said, I woke up in the middle of the night after a great ghost tour with Karen. She's fantastic. Uh, I looked to my right and saw a tall man with dark hair. He might have been wearing gray, or his figure was. I don't really understand that sentence. If he was wearing gray, wasn't his figure wearing gray? Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Um, It didn't help that when I blinked once I saw him, he was gone. Uh, In the next the next morning, we chatted with Kayla. Don't know who she is. uh, And it could have been Jeremy's dad or a soldier, but definitely some spirit. I also felt a strong presence in the hallway, maybe even watching as I talked. Overall, it was an amazing experience here, especially because I saw something. I agree. That's that always makes something a little bit more amazing. Um, 
The next entry, we had a good time, but have had trouble falling asleep after seeing two misty creatures in the basement. No, thank you. Uh, we were prepared for the worst in the room. Um, uh, the first one was one of the mints. Apparently, they have a bowl of mints in a candy dish in the room. Uh, one of the mints was moved from the candy dish to behind the TV wastebasket, which I was like, well, that's sort of explainable, except it, it was in a dish. If you knock the dish, then multiple candies probably would have fallen out. Like I, That one. I, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the next thing she said, I was like, that's a little creepier for no reason. The room sign, you know, the do not disturb sign they put on the door handle. Uh-huh. The room sign on the doorknob started swinging back and forth and it did it for five straight minutes. That's weird. But I mean, again, you could have ventilation or some sort of air. You know, like if the air kicks on and then kicks off or something. I suppose so, but I feel like she probably would have mentioned that. And honestly, how many times have you been in a hotel where there's a fucking vent over the door or anywhere near it? Listen, I'm just playing devil's advocate over here. (laughs) And I'm... I'm I'm, I encourage everybody to check to see if there's a vent anywhere near a door in a hotel next time they go. <laughs> um, send her a picture. Send us a picture. <laughs> um, <clears throat> scratching noises on the walls that they thought was the air freshener. I'm not really sure how, what, like, what kind of air fresheners they have. But scratching noises on the walls... Alone is disgusting. Like, fuck this ghostly cat. I can't even... No, I'm not trying to deal with this kind of fucking bullshit. Um, Whistling in the hallway and hearing someone say, help me, added to our uneasy feelings um, in the room. Don't doubt it, honey. Here for you. I get it. Um, some objects in the hallway were taken by, we think, Jeremy. She didn't specify what objects were taken. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe Jeremy is the little boy that other people have seen. I guess maybe they've just given him this name, Jeremy. There was nothing in my research that suggested that a little boy named Jeremy like died or lived there or anything. So I think yeah, this I- is just the name that, that people have given him. So that are some of the ghostly goodness tales uh, from the Farnsworth House Inn that you may or may not experience when you go to stay there. And I highly recommend that you do. So I always like to do a no before you go. The address of the location is 401 Baltimore Street in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, 17325. If you want to call them for reservations for a room or even for dinner, that number is area code 717-334-8838. Or you can check out everything about them, book a reservation or a table at farnsworthhouse.com. That's what I have for the ghosts. Nice. Nice. That that place for, you know, it's not a huge place. Seems super busy. I mean, yeah. A thousand percent. And just for the history alone, just to go check out the place, I would highly recommend it too. Even Me if too. Um, you just want to go have dinner, you, I mean, you can see the bullet holes. It's really, it's really a cool, cool place. So. God, it's really amazing. The whole town is really amazing, and there's just, it's almost overwhelming and like um, 
overstimulating. There's so much to see and do there. And you wouldn't think so because it's it's a small town, essentially, compared to like the cities it's within, like, you know, like State College and Pittsburgh and Harrisburg and Philadelphia. You know what I mean? Like it's small. The bulk of Gettysburg is the battlefield. Um, but there is a friendlies there. And we all recommend that you go to friendlies. If you have a friendlies in your neighborhood, please go because it is an amazing location and has been sung about in songs as Laura has sent me. And I was like, what is this fucking song you're talking about? She's like, they mentioned friendlies. I'm like, Oh, right. Okay. Sure. Um, friendlies has the best ice cream. I grew up, um, with them around and, um, that was like the one place I dined and dashed when I was like a teenager. I still feel guilty about it, but, um, so I'm sorry, but your background check when we hired you did not show that. <laughs> did not mention it. I did get away. Um, but Friendly's, we used to go there all the time, and they really do have the best ice cream. I love that place. They really do. It's like do. a Denny's or like a... Like a five-in diner? Yeah, like with amazing ice cream. That's great. Yeah, it actually is really, really quite good. Um, And their food is really good, too. I had the chicken tenders and french fries, and my mom and Laura had the ice cream. I'm not a big sweets fan, so... um, I literally didn't even order food. I was like, I'm having ice cream for Yeah, she's like, I'm going to have the medium mint chocolate chip sundae. Um, I did have bites of both, and so they were... They was really very good. Um, Hello there, Eddie, and your little cat butt. Oh, my. All right. We're getting hit in the face. Um, Anyway, guys, that is what we have. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, We're very excited for next week's episode. we got a lot of stuff going on. We're going to be doubling up on recordings because Laura and I leave for London and Paris in two weeks. Uh, We are also going to try. I'm not promising anything, but we are going to try to bring you uh, the October 8th episode um, record it from an iconic location in London. Um, but it's going to have to be outside, obviously. Like, uh, so we're going to try. If not, we do have something to fall back on. But um, we certainly will be doing a lot of uh, Facebook Lives. We're going to be doing some TikTok. So please follow us on the social media. Laura, please tell them where they can follow us on the social media so they can find all of the London and Paris stuff. <laughs> You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at H-O-A-H Podcast. And on the TikTok at H-O-A-H Podcast, at H-O-A-H Carrie, and at H-O-A-H Co-host Laura. And that is it. Thank you so (laughs) much, guys. We really appreciate it. We really love you. Um, And, uh, yeah, if you have any listener suggestions, send them to us. Let us know. We've been getting a bunch of them. There's a lot of really cool locations that we have um, been turned on to that we're going to add to our episode list, along with some more uh, famous, infamous, and almost famous locations. You know we love to tell you why they became terrifying places to visit. To that end, stay safe out there, because you never know who. Or what is listening and haunting you and sitting on the edge of your bed or tucking you in. I mean, it's nightmare out there, guys. Be safe. Bye. Bye.